So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. I'm a marketer and content creator on YouTube, and I have a podcast, and I'm actually an alum for the DC WebFest. I submitted my podcast, the Freelance Friday podcast, last year and had a great time. So you are listening to the Conversations with Hysterical Women podcast. Well, um, I know you know to um, do a lot of great work. Do you want to start off just giving us a, or giving everyone a little insight on on the company you founded and how you made that transition from corporate America into the uh, the freelancing world? Because both, both Otessa and I have kind of dabbled in the corporate world, but then I think most people who made that transition into self employment and freelancing, I think we can all agree that there's many, many pretty, there are challenges, but there are pretty, there's some pretty awesome quirks to that as well. So for sure, yeah, everyone has an interesting origin story. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, how long do we have? No, it's, it's a journey. <laughs> That's the that, thing. Tell us about your journey. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, no, it's definitely been a journey. So I have a company called James and Park and we focus on social media marketing but even that has been kind of an evolution because I, you know, I started as being a social media manager and I do kind of a lot now in the creative realm. We've done a lot more video work and audio stuff and, you know, just as the marketing world changes and gets more creative and fun, we've kind of changed a bit of what we do. So that's what I do um, full time now. I actually have a background in video. I went to school for film and video. And so it's nice to be able to actually, you know, use my education a little bit and inject some of that creativity into my business. So I started as a freelancer back in college when I was studying film and video, really just, you know, as something to do on the side. The struggle was real in college and I was working retail at the time. And so I was just kind of more power to you. Right. I know everyone needs to do that at at least once. Yeah. (laughs) Retail or food service. Definitely. Oh, yes. I've never done food service. Yeah. I just, I am not cut out for it. Yeah. Hungry people are scary. They are. I used to work at the Deli and Giant like back in my freshman and sophomore year. And yeah, yeah, plenty of funny stories. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. So I was really just kind of looking for, you know, additional ways to make money, essentially. And I had always been a creative person. I'd always had a blog and a YouTube channel and just for fun, like nothing serious by any means. And really, my first blog kind of became my first piece of portfolio work. I ran across I don't even know how I ran across this, to be honest with you. But I ran across a job ad for back then it was Elance. Now it's Upwork. And it was just a writing gig, like a freelance writing gig, $20 an article for this education blog. And I was like, I could do this. (laughs) You know, I have a blog. I write blog posts every week for myself. And that's kind of where it started. I just started writing blogs. And over time, that sort of um, turned into social media. 
So that client ended up hiring me for some social media stuff because I'd mentioned that I was interested in that. With my film degree, I was doing little one-off video projects, which I'd probably cringe to look at now, but, you know, doing work with local authors and local business owners and things like that, uh, just on the side. And yeah, when I graduated college, I actually freelanced full-time for a little bit, you know, not too long, a few months until I got my first corporate gig. And then I kind of always moonlighted throughout my corporate career. It was always, it's funny because, you know, I think that there's kind of the school of thought that you're not a real entrepreneur unless you're doing it full time. And I am not in that school of thought because I was always working full. Like when people ask me, how long have you been full time in your business? And it's like, I've honestly always worked full time in my business. It's just, I had a full time job too. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I was definitely working a ton and, and, you know, having a full client roster, even with a day job. So I have been officially full-time for a little under a year with my business, which it seems like so much longer, but yeah, it's been a journey. Awesome. (laughs) And so just, I'm going to see if I repeat this back to make sure that I've retained. So you started while you were in college. Um, So full-time student who was also holding down a job in in the retail space and was also consulting in your um, kind of first consulting experience was with um, blogging. And then that morphed into um, adding on social media management and uh, video skills as well. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Um, And you said something about looking back at your work and cringing. And I Mm. definitely, (laughs) I definitely relate to that hard. But a friend of mine once said something to me that really, I really, it was actually, it was uh, Morgan Hungerford West from um, a creative DC. She said, if you're not looking back and cringing, then you're doing it wrong. Mm. I was like, that's a really, I'm like, that is a good way to frame it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I love that. I mean, I do cringe a little bit when I look back at some of my old work, but it's also, like you said, it's also a nice feeling because it's like, oh my gosh, look at how, how far I've come. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So true. Now you said something that kind of ring a bit, like it kind of resonated with me. You were like, you've always been a full-time entrepreneur. And it, it, the, like that is so right. Like just from following you on social media, like you can tell to somebody like you really grind. So the thing is, when you have a full-time gig and you're also building out your own business, a lot of people don't understand, like, you were literally working two full-time jobs. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you work during the day and then you come home at night and you have to go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I would definitely love for you to expound on that because for folks who are looking to freelance and they're looking to transition into full-time entrepreneur, they definitely have to understand that it is a full-time job. Even if you have a day job, you still have to come home. And still work. You might and, have to even get up before you go to your day job and work. And yeah. On the weekends, you might have to work. So yeah. And it might be three years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven years before you can actually say that your your singular full time job is your solopreneur activities. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I was using every little bit of time that I could find in my day to put towards my business. So I you know, I think one of the easiest things I always recommend to people is to just start waking up earlier. So, you know, just waking up 30 minutes or 60 minutes early every, every day, you have that time to go through emails or um, deal with client stuff or work on projects or whatever it is before you go into the office for the day. So I was using that time. Yeah. Quick question for you. Yeah. Okay. Because 
Um, I do that. And I find that on the days when I wake up the earliest, I am the latest. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But I also have this problem where I am overly optimistic about time. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, of course I can do all of this in this amount of time. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, so managing my expectations will be like a lifelong lesson for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and learning to be less optimistic about time, another lifelong lesson. <laughs> um, but I, so did you ever burn out? Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think I was pretty good for the first couple years. I was actually really loving it. I was really excited about both kind of career paths that I was on. I was really excited about my new job in corporate America. And I was really excited about my business really taking off. So I think I was kind of running on adrenaline sort yeah. of. Adrenaline uh, will take you through a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then it suddenly runs out. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> what am I doing? Like it, it did. I definitely did feel a little bit of burnout. So, I mean, I think having projects that you are really excited about helps number one, but also having a plan and sort of having an exit plan or a light at the end of the tunnel helped me to sort of get through some of those tough times. And so what did that mm-hmm. look like for you? Like, how did you, cause it sounds like and something that we've spoken to, I think actually only one person has said that work-life balance is possible. <laughs> no, two no, people said it, one person retracted it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the person who said it, and when he said, oh, please tell us, like, that's the secret sauce. Like, tell us, tell everyone. And he was like, well, I only had it for a month, but I know it exists. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So of everyone that we've spoken to so far, two people said yes. One later retracted that statement. And then the other person, when I was like, oh, amazing. He was like, well, it was only for a month. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm still on the fence about, like, is this even possible? Right. Um, I'm not convinced, but, um, if you figured it out, please tell us. Yeah, I, that's a tough one. You know, I, I don't know that I'm so much of a believer in work-life balance as work-life integration. So I think, yeah, I think I've gotten pretty good at making my work fit in with my desired lifestyle, but do I work too much sometimes? Yeah. But also like this week has actually been surprisingly really chill for me. And I've done a lot of watching TV, and <laughs> like sitting on my couch, but nice. next, yeah, right. But like next week, what have you probably... been watching? <laughs> I, I watch the worst stuff. So I don't, I don't even know if okay, you, you don't to... <laughs> have to tell us, but like that's your you time. Your you time is sacred. It's yeah. not up for anyone else to like yeah. think about or yeah, yeah. judge. I, I love daytime TV. That's like my vice. I love the view and all the dumb daytime TV shows. That's my guilty pleasure. So Awesome. That's awesome. I actually <laughs> saw a post that you put, and I think, and I shared this with you a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. You're like, just find time. Yeah. During the daytime, like even if you cut on and watch your favorite sitcom, just find time yes. during the day to do something you enjoy. Because, like, personally for me, like, I can find myself literally just work, 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 and not making time for fun. And it's really okay to just take some time out to just have fun, do something that you enjoy. For sure. And you have to find the joy in every day because. You know, I can say, yeah, I love traveling and going on these cool vacations, but those things happen once in a while. You know, they don't happen every week or every month or every day, but I can go get a cup of coffee every day or every other day or make myself a nice lunch and really enjoy that time or take a walk every day. 
And those are the cool things about working for yourself. I was actually just talking about it. I need to really start traveling more, just doing working vacations because I can. Like that's one of the reasons that I wanted to go full-time in my business is I wanted to just, hey, I'm going to go rent an Airbnb and work (laughs) in a different city this week. Absolutely. So yeah, the little things. Um, So what are things like things that you've learned through your journey that you find help help to find the joy for you in every day? Yeah, I think taking taking a step back and actually thinking about what makes you happy. I went to a conference, I guess it was in April, and that was one of the questions they asked. They said, um, you know, what does your dream life look like or what makes you happy? Something like mm-hmm. that. And I honestly couldn't think of an answer. It was really bad. It was kind of a like a panic moment for me because every answer that I had had to do with work. I was like, well, I really like to make YouTube videos, really like to record podcasts. I really like to write. And I'm like, those are all work related. You have to have something that is just for you. Um, like maybe it is a dumb TV show. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's hanging out with your dog, whatever it is. Um, just really having something that's just for you. That's not necessarily a revenue generating activity. Cause yeah. I think as freelancers and as business minded people, we have a way of making everything we do become a revenue generating activity or have that potential, which is, I guess, good and savvy, but you got to have something that's just for you. So that resonates for sure. Yeah. (laughs) 